Welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Hey everyone and welcome to the Life Skills for Kids podcast today and we are talking to a very special person today. We are talking to Kylie Stratton and she is from Special Needs Supermums TV. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. No worries. It is lovely to meet you face to face. Finally. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So, um, so can you tell us quickly about your TV show and what your passion and your vision is? Well, I created Special Needs Supermums TV show last September. So it's been running for almost nine months now. So every Monday night at seven, uh, sorry, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm either on Facebook Live for the show talking about the theme for the month, so a a particular topic for that month, or I alternate weeks. So one week I I do a Facebook Live and and I share my knowledge and then the following week I do an interview with um, someone else in the industry or like someone someone that's a disability worker or um, like I've had a guest from the Carers Foundation that does amazing um, retreats and does amazing work caring for our carers. I've um, like interviewed people, yeah, out in the field. And then I also have interviewed mums of children with special needs running their own businesses um, to find out how they do it and their challenges and all of that. And also just mums of children with special needs. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I have variety of people of people that I interview on the show. And why I've created Special Needs Super Mums TV, um, it stands for Support, Uplifts, Inspires and Empowers Mothers of Children with Special Needs. And I've created it because I'm a mum of four kids. I have a 17-year-old son. 11-year-old son with PKU, his body cannot break down protein. And if he doesn't stick to the strictest diet in the world, he will grow up with the worst brain damage that there is as an adult. Um, And he also has ADHD and ASD. And then I have a 10-year-old son that's in a wheelchair with cerebral palsy, um, spastic quadriplegia and epilepsy, and then I have an eight-year-old daughter. And for the last 10 years, while I've been a, you know, a mum of children with special needs, a disability carer, I found that there was a lack of support. Um, they're, they're starting to be, once I came, it's like, for me, it was like, you know, when you, all of a sudden you buy a red car, or like a red Ferrari, in our dreams, but you go out and buy a red Ferrari and then all, you didn't see any red Ferraris before, but now all of a sudden you see red Ferraris everywhere. The same thing happened with Special Needs Mums TV. I created Special Needs Mums TV because I didn't think there was anything out there. Um, and I did research and all that, and I just didn't find anything. And I didn't think there was anything 
out there for mums and children with special needs to support them, especially online when they're so busy and they're at home caring all the time. They can't really, it's really hard or they struggle to get out. So I wanted to create that supportive and uplifting and inspiring community online so then they could get that support in the comfort of their own home. And then when I launched Special Needs Supermums TV, all of a sudden there was heaps of <laughs> heaps of um, supportive communities out there. But, yeah, that's why I initially started Special Needs Supermums TV because over my last 10 years I thought there was no support out there. Um, yeah, I just, as a mum of children with special needs, I had limited support and I felt like I was a, for I think the first few years you think you're the only one going through this like you think that you're alone and I just want yeah I created it so other mums knew that they weren't alone and so that they is, didn't have to go through this on their own and that is so important and you know I can see I can see and I can hear in your voice like you the lived experience is so hard and you know, parents of um, kids with additional needs, you know, they, they get it. Um, but if you don't have a child with special needs, then, yeah, it's it's so different in the parenting experience, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It is because, like, I, I've done a few, I've had a few different experiences. I've been a single mum with one healthy child. Um, so I've, I've been a single mum with one child and then, I've, and then I've been a mum of four, two children that having two children with, you know, full on special needs. And then having two other children that are you're like your picture perfect children. They're your like my 17 year old that's in year 12 and my eight year old that's in year three. They are your straight A, straight A perfect picture children I do feel for them because they probably they don't want to put any pressure on us so they work so hard to be good and they and it is weird when something does come up with them because you're like when something does happen with them because you're always so focused we're always so focused with the other two with special needs and then all of a sudden it's like even though it hardly ever happens, but it's like, oh, the 17 or the eight-year-old is in hospital or the 17-year-old or the eight-year-old is struggling with something. Like, yeah, yeah. It is so different. And I think there's, um, yeah, siblings uh, without additional needs, they are, yeah, they're often, you know, left behind. And perhaps we can come back to that in another podcast because that is a whole <laughs> another it kettle is. of fish. Yeah. Because I try and get awareness out there for the, um, for the special needs siblings as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, I like my posts and that and not just my experience with my two. It's about my experience with all of my four because they because they live through it as well. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Today, Let's um, talk about the importance of self-care for um, for mums and parents who have special needs kids because, you know, especially when there's more than one child in a family who's struggling, you know, it's really hard. Um, and, you know, I work with many families where, you know, two or three of their children, you know, do have special needs and I can, I, I see it in their face and I hear it in their voice. 
the struggles and the the pressure that they you know have to go through every day and there's just no let up <laughs> um you know in the routines so tell us a bit about you know what it feels like as a special needs parent you know to struggle to grapple for some self-care and how, how do you, how do we do it self-care I believe self-care is one of the most hardest things to do I'm not going to like say it's easy I'm not going to make it look like it's easy or you know like it is one it is one of the toughest things to do it's one of the hardest things to do I remember when I was a single mom and how hard it was and all I had was one child that was fine like he had no additional needs and I remember when he was four years old and I was trying to just wake up before him and just try and do some meditation and so I was ready for the day and I remember like just struggling to find any time to myself whatsoever and all I had was one child and then I ended up having three under three and it's like yeah you're more or less running off your feet from five in the morning until 10 at night without stopping you know it's easy to forget to even have a glass of water it's easy to forget to even just get like a banana like you know you're just a lot of the time you're just running from one end of the house to the other you know having all these little voices calling at you and nagging at you like non-stop and when one's when one is happy you got the other one you know and you're just forever being pulled in so many different ways directions and you're just meeting all of their needs non-stop and then while you're doing that, you're just running on empty. You know, it's like it's like a car. It's like driving a car. You can't drive a car. You can't drive a car on empty. We know that. We have to fill it up. And then also, if we fill the car up with the wrong fuel, it depends what sort of fuel it's meant to have, and then what sort of and what's the wrong fuel that you've put into the car and depends what sort of car it is but you either two things either happen it's either doesn't run effectively and efficiently and at its full fullest potential as it could run or it doesn't run at all and it's the same with us we have to make sure that we are fueling our minds with feeling our minds with positive things um you know positive uplifting inspiring um things that are going to energize you and it's the same with like feeling our bodies feeling our bodies with um healthy food things that are going to give us energy and give us vitality and be able to keep us going it's like when you're on an aeroplane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first um, before you help anyone else. They say that because if you don't help yourself first and if you don't take care of yourself first, you can't help anyone else. You can't take care of anyone else. It just, it's not possible. It's just, yeah, it just doesn't work out. Or if you can for a little while, but you and but you'll end up burning out. You'll and then if you don't take care of yourself, something's gonna happen to you. And then who's gonna take care of your children? 
So that's that why so self-care is so important. We have to remember to put our oxygen masks on first. So then we can put them, help our children with their oxygen masks. So we have to take care of ourselves and then we can take care of our children. But it's easier said than done. It is so hard. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to make excuses. Like I will go, I will go a few months. Like summer seems to be easier because the sun comes up earlier. It's not freezing cold. So summer, I'm all fantastic. Like the, I could go four to six months every single morning, waking up anywhere between four and five and working on my, like just, you know, just working on uh, doing my self-care morning routine for an hour before the kids wake up. And that's so important because it prepares prepares me for the day and it sets up my mindset for the day and I'm a lot calmer and I'm not snappy and I'm not this screaming lunatic mum. I can just come in after I have, um, you know, like done my yoga stretches and my meditation mat and I can just come in calm and be able to the thing is in my house, a lot of fires go off, especially with having two children with special needs. And what I mean by fires is meltdowns. So all of a sudden you have two or three meltdowns going off at once when you have, you know, a whole heap of children. And a lot of the time, because we're so stressed, because we're so stressed and because we um, are not taking care of ourselves, we uh, and we're not equipped with the tools that we need to, um, you know, to handle these situations because we're running on high emotion, high stress, we're just running in to these meltdowns, to these fires, and we're adding fuel to the fires and we're making the fires bigger. The fuel that we're adding to the fires is our emotions, our stress. So we come in, so the child is going the child is going through something and it's about the child like the child's going through something they're not doing it to hurt you or to put more stress on you or anything that we'd like to think they're not doing it to make our lives harder it's about the child it's about what the child's going through it's got nothing to do with us so then we've just got to come in to be able to put the fire out to be able to put the fires out we've just got to come in with no stress no emotion and just like and detach ourselves from it and just be in just to be able to be there for our child for our children and emotionally support them be there for them like give them the emotional support that they need because life is already so hard for them outside you know in the outside world life is already so hard for them at school and everything so I think at home it's so important that we create that you know calm environment for them because their life is chaos and um, trying to bring that calm into that chaos and just being um, I think when the mother is calm the child is calm so um yeah, so it's very important for the mum to stay calm and, yeah, to be able to put the fires out. Um, I think that's why self-care is self care is so important because, yeah, self-care, self-care is crucial. I think self-care is everything because what if we're taking care of ourselves, 
we can handle situations a lot. We can handle situations, we can handle life, we can handle our children a lot easier and a lot calmer. Um, that's why self-care is so important. But at the same time, I know it's so hard for me. If I don't wait, like I said, I can do it for six months and then I go off the whack. Like I'll just, and I've been taking care of myself for 15. I've been, I've been big on self-care for 15 years. I've been trying to do a morning routine, every a self-care morning routine every morning for 15 years. But then I let school holidays get in the way. And then I let appoint uh, like very early appointments get in the way. I let winter, I let winter get in the way. I let all of a sudden I let staying up and watching TV and staying up late get in the way. I let oh I've got to get work done get in the way. So I'll just jump out of bed and get work done instead and just forget about myself. I'll let um, if a house inspection is coming up, let that get in the way. If we're about to go away, I'll let that get in the way. If we're away, I'll let that get in the way. So, and it's about not letting anything get in the way. Like we get caught up in the outside world. We get caught up in what needs to be done in front of us, what needs to be done right now. And we forget when we get caught up in the outside world, we forget about ourselves and we forget about. Um, looking after our inner world so then we're just living in the outside world and we're not taking any time to go within and when we do and all of a sudden we're like for a couple of months we're in the outside world doing everything doing everything and then boom we wonder why we're laid up in bed for a week that's it's so true uh and I've been talking about this a lot lately in my my workshops and I did a road trip the other week um and you know I love the concept of, you know, parenting with with open hands, which is kind of like, you know, not adding fuel to the fire, being really grounded in yourself, um, being there and and knowing that, you know, the kids' behaviour, it's it's really a cry for help. Um, it's them saying, you know, something's not quite right. It's them just reaching it out um, and saying, Mum, I really need you. Yeah. Um, and like you're saying, I love how you said it's, you know, it's not them just trying to, you know, to push your buttons or, you know, do things just to annoy you because it's just their reaction. And I, I love the Dan Siegel analogy of flip the lid where, you know, children and adults, you know, they get overwhelmed um, and they flip their lid and that's when they have the meltdowns and that's when if we are not grounded and have our plan and our frontal lobe online, um, then we can't be there for them. Exactly. And be the, the person that that they really are reaching out, you know, for support for. Exactly. And that's what I that's why I say all the time that when you do get moments to yourself, like if whether that's before they wake up or when they go to school or when they've gone to sleep, that that time is all about you. So I say that to start with, it's all about you. But when you are around your kids, when you're taking care of them, it's all about them. So the time that you have to yourself, if you make that about, if you make that time that you have to yourself about you, then you'll be able to make the time when you're with your kids about them. And that is hard and juggling because 
you know, I have some parents that I see and, you know, with, you know, two or three kids, you know, with NDIS plans, they're spending, you know, their whole the day when their kids are at school with just, you know, making phone calls, making up, mm-hmm. you know, managing, you know, all the things that need to be managed to yeah. to keep that site on. And so, yeah, that there's just seems to be no time, you know, left for them. Even if it's just 10 minutes, you know, just just 10 minutes a day to just be outside in nature and getting getting some sun yeah yeah absolutely so let's move on to what are some stress-free strategies um and techniques and how do you you've mentioned about carving out time in the morning but do you have any like little hacks that parents can you know get those five or ten minutes you know in between because having that you know that you know a little breaks like at work you know there's morning tea and there's lunch break and afternoon tea break um which is all lovely (laughs) um but how do we do that when it's just constant at home Mm. yeah and once again it's once again it is sometimes I don't even know if it I'm just going to be honest that sometimes I do question if it's even possible you know like it I'm not going to like sweep this under the rug it is I think it's the hardest thing and I think it is the biggest struggle. It's every, We all know how to take, we all know about self-care and that's the thing. I don't want to go out there and give lectures on self-care because that's the last thing that we, that mums of children with special needs need or parents need um, is, you know, just banging it into them how important self-care is. They already know that. We know how important self-care is. We know we know how important it is for ourselves and our kids and we know about self-care we you know you get it's been drummed into our head everyone's talking self-care is massive at the moment everyone's talking about self-care um so it is hard and the thing is it's going to look different for every like it's going to look different for everyone so that's another difficult thing to say do this but the thing is, everyone's situation is different. No one's situation is the same. So, because all, all of our circumstances are different so, and our, you know, our living environment, that. So, it is very, very difficult to, um, yeah, to, 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 to come up with um, hacks that are going to work for everyone because they're not going to work for everyone. Yep. But so where, where do we start? <laughs> some things like, so where, where we start is um, where, I found a good place to start is when you're starting to feel anxious or stress to wherever you are to get outside so straight away get outside and take your shoes off and be barefoot on the ground so that be is barefoot on the grass yeah so to go outside and just find some grass so get outside even if you have to take your kid with you and they're having a meltdown in your front yard <laughs> <laughs> even if you have to do that but just to get outside no matter what's going on if you're starting to feel stressed and anxious get outside into nature take off your shoes and stand barefoot on some grass and then sink all of your body weight into the earth underneath you so sink all of your body weight into the grass into the ground and then imagine and then stand tall with your feet shoulder width apart and stand tall like a tree and imagine that you're a tree 
and that you have roots coming out roots coming out of your feet that are planted deep into the ground. So imagine you have roots coming out of your feet into the ground and then take and then take slow deep breaths. I normally like 10 normally does it for me. So if possible, take 10 slow deep breaths um, in through your nose for a count of four, hold for a count of two, and then slow deep breath out for your mouth for a count of eight. And just do this while you're like while you're imagining that there's roots growing out of your feet into the ground and like rooted deep into the ground and while you're imagining that you're standing there on the grass barefoot and standing towards a tree take slow deep breaths until you feel centered and calm so until you feel calm and centered again and connected so until you feel calm centered and connected and then um Another one is, and this is good for your kids as well, another one is um, calming statements. So statements when you're stressed or anxious, statements that are going to calm you, even if you have to write them on like index cards to, and then like put them in your pocket. Um, so my kids have index cards in the school bag. So if they if they start to feel anxious, stressed or overwhelmed, they'll pull their cards out and they'll read what's on the card, so statements. So some popular ones is um, uh, I am I am calm, like, and you just go, I am calm, I am calm, or breathe through this, or just, just breathe, like read on the card, you just go, I am calm, just breathe. If you just keep breathing, it will be over soon or I'll, or I'll get through this or, you know, you can do it, you got this, you got what it takes. Um, yeah, take slow, deep breaths. You are calm. You're relaxed. You're peaceful. Yeah, that's fantastic. I've got I... what it takes. Um, and then the next one is like, and this one can be done anywhere, but in nature, I think nature it's more calming. But if you're stuck inside, you can still do it. There just won't be as prettier things around you. But um, is as soon as you feel anxious. You just look around your environment. You just look around you and you list five things that you can see. And then so five things you can see around you, like outside. Um, so I can see co- bright, colourful flowers. I can see the tall trees. I can see the green grass. I can see the white fluffy clouds or the beautiful blue sky. Um, so list five things that you can see and then list four things that you can hear. So I can hear the birds singing. Um, I can hear the wind blowing through the trees. Um, I can hear the I can hear the stream running or if you're at the beach, I can hear the waves crashing on the beach. And then three things that you can feel. So like whilst talking about grounding, like I can feel the grass underneath my feet or if you're at the beach, I can feel the sand between my toes. I can feel the wind. Um, I can feel the breeze through my hair. I can feel the sun on my skin. And then two things that you can um, smell. So I can smell the rainforest or I can smell the beach, the, you know, the ocean air. I can smell the salt. Um and then one thing that you can taste, I I always find that very that one very difficult. Um, 
because you're not really because I go for mindful walks so mindful walk is like I go for a walk for an hour and I do not speak if someone speaks to me I don't want to be rude and ignore them so I just go like hi if they say good afternoon I'm just like but do not speak and I do not have like do not have these I do not have these in my ears I do not speak and for the whole hour I just go for a mindful walk without like in silence and then I just keep rotating and just keep going what's you know what is um what can I see what are five things I can see around me and and just keep noticing everything that's around me and just be mindful of this yeah our five senses sight sight yeah sound um touch smell and taste yeah yeah I love how in all those strategies, there's a combination of both the sensory stuff, which, you know, as an OT, you know, I kids and adults to have, um, you know, in targeted ways. But you've also talked about, you know, the thinking processes and changing that. And, you know, something that I've been trying in my own family recently is really getting kids to, at the end of the day, just to have, you know, gratitude, you know, two or three. That was... (laughs) That was my that was my fifth one. I was like, okay. oh, I've just got one more. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> so, um, so the fifth one I do, and then I teach to my kids because um, these five, these five, that these are the first five that I've created. I've created ten, but these are the yeah, these five are a simple ones that I do that I've taught my kids to do like at school and everything. So they do all of these. So the fifth one is. Um, gratitude so looking around you and more or less what I've already been talking about but just find 10 things that you're grateful for you either every day like every day when you wake the first thing you wake up in the morning write write down in your journal gratitude journal 10 things that you are grateful for and then at night before you go to bed write down 10 things that you're grateful for that happened that day but I also, I, it just doesn't end there for me and it doesn't end there for the kids either because it helps them through, it helps all of us throughout the day. So it helps them at school as well. So, um, and it helps me while I'm out and about as well. So when we're out and about, it, I know we don't have pen or, or, you know, pen and notebook or our gratitude journal. Um, I don't carry mine with me. So, um, I know we don't have it accessible. So when we're out and about, we just look like I try and do it at least once an hour throughout the whole day. But you know, we get busy. We're all human. But um, but when I remember gratitude, I look around me and I just I just say it. Like I just say it in my head. I just say it out loud, softly if there's no one around. And I'm just like I'm just like thank you for the beautiful blue sky today um or just I just say that so while I'm out and about it's like thank you for this beautiful day thank you for this brand new day thank you for the beautiful green tall trees thank you for the beautiful green grass thank you for the beautiful ducks walking past thank you for the sun shining um yeah it makes a massive difference doesn't it it does having that outward focus and and I don't know how my kids would go doing 10 because I struggle with three. <laughs> yeah, no, my kids only my kids only do, yeah, they only do those, those five. So they yeah. just, and they sort of put them all together. So it's not as overwhelming as it's, it, it's not really remember one, remember two, remember, it's not like that. It's like 
they just put it, we just put it all together. So yeah. it's yeah. do it all at once. So, or you just choose to do one. It depends where you, it depends what is happening, what's going on around you, where you are and what's accessible to you and what you can do at that time. Because at school, as you know, it'd be really, really tough. But most of the time, at least once a, the, once a day, the kids like to. Um, and the other thing is they're not allowed to take their shoes and socks off. So, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, um, I love the idea of taking your shoes and socks off. And I know that, you know, those nights where, you know, I shouldn't, but, you know, that I have to work um, or if there's something really big coming up, I'll work. And then, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, I'll walk down the road um, bare feet, even in winter. Hope you don't from that. <laughs> no, I just love that that sensory feeling and you know if I really want to amp it up I'll walk on the grass on the footpath and just having you know that spiky grass or the rough road just come in it really grounds me in that transition you know from the screen into sleep yeah that's so important because we because otherwise we can't go to sleep we can't go to sleep just from like going from work to bed you can't go from work to bed or you can't go from technology to bed so you can't even go even if it's not work even if you're not on your phone or you're not on the computer working but even if you're in front of the tv you can't go from tv to bed um and yeah and there's so many mums of children with special needs that there's so many that have kids that don't sleep all the way through but there is so many that do have kids that sleep all the way through but they're still even though they've got kids that are sleeping all the way through the night they're still struggling to sleep because they go to like they'll you know they'll sit on Facebook until they'll sit on Facebook until 10 11 o'clock midnight um every night they'll sit on Facebook until late hours of the night or they will sit on the couch and what and I do understand that's our time with our husbands and that but it just doesn't it doesn't turn the brain off you know it it's just not for, yeah it's not good for our brains and um I think it was two episodes ago we had a chat with um Darren Pratt and Rick Hogan and, uh talking about you know screen time and the, yeah. the new book from David Gillespie I don't know if you've seen it the team brain and yes. you know, how it's you know screen time is just not good for teens and not good for adults screen Um, time's not good for anyone but the thing is at the end of the day nothing too much of anything is not good for anyone so having a balance isn't it about doing it all in balance and moderation and yeah um but yeah it is really really important to have a you know it's really important to look at what you're doing for an hour before you go to bed um, and have that hour where you're choosing calming and mindful yeah. and relaxing activities. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So all the things we've talked about work into changing our mindset, don't they? They work at, you know, helping us look outside, um, you know, changing our focus from, you know, the, you know, negative focus to a more positive focus which really helps our outlook uh, and our positivity and the way that we interact with our, you know, husband, our partner and our kids. Yeah, any other tips on mindset? Mindset. (laughs) Um, So with mindset, um, as you know, there's so much out there. Yeah. (laughs) Can you do Um, a quick couple of minute summary? (laughs) And maybe it's a whole other episode as well. (laughs) Yeah. Mindset is, I think at the end of the day, the most important thing with our minds and especially with coming back to, you know, 
whilst talking about with putting fires out and that, you know, being being emotionally, um, being that emotional support for your children is um, when it comes to our brain and our mindset is that, um, and this is, this just ties in with everything. It ties in with like just talking about stress and everything. So um, we, uh, so our brains at the, our frontal lobe is, um, I haven't explained this for a while. So our, so our frontal lobe is, is our intelligence. So at the front of our brain is our intelligence. So frontal lobe, intelligence. And then at the back is our emotion, is the emotional response. So at the front is intelligence and at the back is emotional response. The thing is when emotions are high, when your emotions are really, really high, your intelligence is really, really low. So when emotion is high, intelligence is low. That means when we're emotional, we cannot make clear and, yeah, clear choices. We cannot, um, we just can't think straight. Um, You know, a perfect example is road rage. We see this all the time on our roads that um, all of a sudden the driver has gotten stressed. So that means the frontal lobe has shut down. There's nobody home. All intelligence is gone and the emotional response has lit up. So this is shut down and this is lit up. So intelligence is shut down completely. There's no intelligence whatsoever and emotion is taken over. This, like the stress and everything and then that's what causes road rage and all of a sudden that you know it might be that they'll late for work and then someone's cut them off or something and we just make we make dangerous and unsafe decisions and inappropriate choices from that area from you know that from there so it's really really important that and on the other side is on the flip side is that when intelligence is high, emotion is low. So it's really, really important that we keep the emotional response at bay and that we keep the, at all times, that we keep the intelligence, the frontal lobe working and, you know, and lit up. So we, most of the time, I know we're not going to be able to do it all the time, but most of the time we would like our intelligence to be high and our emotion to be low so we can so we can take care of our kids so we can be that support that we need for our kids and the and the easiest way to do this is that when we have when we have lack lack of oxygen to the brain we are not yeah we're not in that space we're not when we have lack of oxygen to the brain our intelligence is low so we need to so that's why taking slow, deep breaths when you start to feel anxious and stressed. I know this has gone back to, to stress, but when you start to feel anxious or stressed, taking slow, deep breaths as soon as you can will um, will put oxygen back, like give oxygen to the So taking slow, deep breaths will give oxygen to the brain so then you can think straight and think clearer. Um I don't know if that's too much mindset, but um, yeah. And another one is um, being aware of our thoughts. So, and an easy way, but 
can be um, time consuming is recording like just for when you have if you ever have a free day just spend the day record uh, not everything you're not going to be able to record all of it but just have a journal just carry a journal and pen with you and record your thoughts just write down whenever you can think of like I don't know once an hour or something write down what you're thinking and just throughout the day write record your thoughts and then look at what you're thinking and see where you could um where you could change that you could look at once you've recorded what you've been once you've recorded your thoughts look at it and see where you can change them see how you can make them more positive see where you can turn them around um the other thing that I like to with mindset is to instead of instead of focusing on instead of focusing on what instead of focusing on what's not working, instead of focusing on, instead of focusing on all of the negative things that are happening, focusing on what's not working, focusing on what you don't have, focusing on your weaknesses, focusing on your failures, focusing on all of that stuff, turn it around and focus on what is working. Focus on the good things that have happened that day. Focus on focus on your strengths. Focus on your successes. Focus on all the amazing things that you do day in, day out. All of those little things. Praise yourself. Celebrate you and reward yourself for the amazing work that you do, for the incredible job that you do day in, day out. And yeah, and it's just because the thing is, it's easy for us to go, okay, so how was your day? Oh, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong. And why is it so easy for us to list everything that went wrong that day? And how is that going to make us feel at the end of the day? But what happens if you turn that around and you focus and you list everything, everything that went well that day, everything that worked out that day, um, everything that, yeah. And that's where gratitude comes into mindset as well is swapping, complaining with gratitude. So instead of complaining, be grateful. And you can start by making those small changes like when someone says you meet a friend down the street you know how are you going just stopping yourself and going oh you know choosing something positive rather than oh I'm feeling really tired today it's like yeah I'm doing really well I didn't get to get this much sleep last night because everyone was up um or, yeah. you know my child was sick you know but you know I'm doing all right you know I'm yeah. I'm here I'm out <laughs> just, um yeah just shifting that perception like shifting shift the way you see things um because at the end of the day, there could be two, like, I know there's never the same situation, but there could be two, like, my brother and I, okay, he's male and I'm female, so there's differences already. But m- my brother and I grew up in the same family. My brother and I grew up in the same environment. I am here living my purpose, living my dream. I am here being of service and working my hardest to tap into my fullest potential while I'm here on earth. My brother's no longer here. So my brother took his life. And before that, it was shelters and even though I did have some of that as well, but it was shelters and um, crime and in jail and so and violence and drugs and alcohol and mental health. Um, so it's 
Yeah, we were brought up in the same environment, but yet we chose two totally different paths. So the thing, what I'm trying to say is it's not your circumstances. It's not your situation. It's not, it's, it's got nothing to do with the outside world. The thing is everyone goes, okay, I'm sick of my life. I've had enough of my life. Something's got to change. Okay. I want to be happy. So I want to be happy. Okay. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out into the outside world. So I'm going to go out into the outside world and I'm going to change things in the outside world to make myself happy. The thing is, you cannot change, you cannot change the effect without changing the cause. So when people they when people are looking for happiness and when people want change, they go outside. They go out in the outside world to change the effect. The outside world is the effect of your results. So the outside world is the, so what you're getting in the outside world, that is your results. That is your outcome of the effect. But the thing is you cannot change the effect to change your outcome. So the outside world is the effect, but the inner world is the cause. So. The inside world is the cause. The outside world is the effect. So the in, so the cause is the, eff, the effect. So what's going on within? So the inside world, the outside world is going to be the outcome of what's going on in the inside world. So to be able to change the outside world, the effect, you first need to change the inside world with your inner world, the cause. So you've got to change the cause before you can change the effect. So once you've changed the cause, you'll change the effect. So if you want to change anything in your outside world, if you want to change, if you want to change the outcomes that you're getting, the results that you're getting, everything that's showing up in your life, if you want to change it, it starts with you. It starts with changing your inner world. You have to change your inner world first before you can change anything as outside world. Yes, and, and we can do, we can start by doing a couple of, you know, the small things that you've suggested today. Um, yes, definitely. What's that? Yes. Yes. Now you've, um, you've got uh, a free uh, ebook that people can download, which outlines more of these strategies. Can you tell people um, what this is about and where they can get that? I'll okay. we'll put it in the show notes as well. So um you can so you can download your free ebook from from special uh, sorry you can download your free ebook from www.specialneedssupermums.com and that is um so download your free 10 stress free tools for raising children with special needs ebook the five that the five that I said um in this interview, the five that I've already said, the grounding, breathing, calming statements, using your five senses and gratitude is the first five in there. And then there's another five um, that are more like more technique based. So um, I just, I created this ebook for mums and children with special needs with the 10, the 10, the 10 most easiest um tools and techniques that I use on myself and on my kids every single day 
That sounds fantastic. Uh, and I think it'd be great for all mums as well as, but especially for yeah. kids. Um, oh, at the end of the day, yeah. At the end of the day, it works on everyone. So it's Yeah. No, that is fantastic. Thank you for creating that resource. That sounds amazing. I'm going to get my copy too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Kylie. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to be on your, on your um, podcast. No worries. Take care. You too. Thank you for joining me on the Live Skills for Kids podcast, providing you with superstar parenting tips and empowering you to be the rock in your child's life. Do you have an anxious child and feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. See you next time.